I feel like sometimes they can get lost in their emotions by trying to fake a happy face for other people. We've all been guilty of changing who we are to impress someone, get more likes, more views, or even just to convince someone to give us an opportunity. My name is Jeremy Ferrero. Welcome to the Student Driven Podcast. This podcast's focus is to give students a voice. They will share their passion, their humor, and their genius. Because we believe that education is driven best when it's student-driven. In this episode, we will learn from Kimmy, a seventh grader who asks the question, what is a good mood? Like, does she mean something that would make her happy? Does she mean something that would make everybody happy? We'll discuss the good side and explore the pitfalls. The bad part is that people can almost lose themselves in trying to become someone that they're not. I hope you enjoy this episode. And maybe together we can learn how to develop yourself to be the best you can be. Hi, my name is Kimmy. Um, Lately during this pandemic, I've actually been running on checklists. (laughs) That sounds crazy, but I normally, I live on a schedule and since all this pandemic stuff has kind of thrown us off, And now we're in kind of like a just living day to day, seeing what Greg Abbott posts next. That's about what my life's at. So what I've been doing is every morning I wake up and I write a checklist of all the things I have to do. Today I even filled up two pages, two entire pages of a college ruled (laughs) spiral of things that I need to get done. Okay, so share, okay, share at least maybe the top five things that are on that list. What are, what's on there? Easy. I got this right here. Okay. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see what you got here. Okay. So I have some birthday stuff to take care of for one of my friends. Okay. Um, I need to do a, (laughs) this sounds so dumb. I do gladiators every day. It's like a type of workout. And then we're going for a walk later. I have this podcast that I have to record. Um, (laughs) oh, one of my hobbies that I've been doing lately is refurbishing things. So like I made my dresser. And wow. I'm working on a chandelier right now. And then I'm also working on a fake window looking thing. It's hard to explain. It's a just like a fake degree. window looking thing. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, that's cool. I mean, it's, it's keeping you busy, but you are, so you are a checklist person all the time or just during this pandemic? I'd say I've always really been a checklist person, but lately since the pandemic, I've been like exponentially, is that the right word to use? Yeah. Okay, like exponentially or like extremely a checklist person because I have no, like, there's no schedule, there's no exactly, like, I have to write things down to know when to do them. So I guess I've always been a checklist person. It it sounds like stereotypical, a checklist person. (laughs) No, Um, I just, I don't know, I found a lot more like calmingness and being able to see and check off what I need to do. And it also makes me, whenever I go to sleep at night and I just think through what I've done that day and I'm like, nothing. Yeah, right. It kind of stinks because now I can kind of go back and be like, okay, wow, I've I've done a lot. So I I know, I know we've probably talked about this before, but um, I'm interested in it just because we are in lockdown, right? So we're kind Mm -hmm. of, we're only around, (laughs) sounds terrible, essential people which tend to be our family, right? So are you an introvert or an extrovert? Uh, oh, wait, I've actually talked about this in class before. Um, yeah. Whenever I took the test thing that actually like sure. said if you were an introvert or an extrovert, 
it said that I was exactly in between. And I can kind of understand that because when I'm around other people, I can do it and I can do it perfectly well. But there is a point where I do need to kind of be alone. But then also when I'm alone, I want to be with other people. It's like a great grass is greener on the other side kind of situation. Sure, sure. So I think maybe you've told me this before, but are you like the person who, when you go to school, you're like, you know, crazy energy you have, you know, I mean, you are kind of there, you were like at volume 10 kind of thing, you get home and then you just lock yourself away. Yep. hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. All right. So is that because you, is that because you have to like refuel so that you have all that energy for the next day? Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's like right now. Um, one thing about like my life is that my parents are split up, but anyways, so at my mom's house, we're a lot more kind of, I have to be one of the calm ones because my two little brothers run crazy so sure. i have to kind of be the calm one the anchored one and then when i get to my dad's i'm the crazy one running circles really? around our house okay so what besides maybe the lack of structure what's frustrated you during this pandemic people okay. <laughs> that's All right. um i think sometimes i understand that people get like worried and stressed because i do too and i totally understand that and i totally relate to that but those people that go onto like social media websites and they start posting things that are scaring other people or they're frustrating other people or they're stressing out or like sharing like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed today. I don't know what I'm ever going to do. Like I understand if you're stressed, but sharing that with everybody else almost makes the stress load on them even heavier. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it can kind of just make it a little bit I don't want to say over exaggerated because they are taking precautions and I think those precautions are very needed, but I think sometimes people go a little overboard and they stress people and scare people. That's one sure. thing that has frustrated me for sure. So when you say people, are you talking like, like world leaders, state leaders, or are you talking about like adults, kids on social media that you know personally? Um, I would say that the world leaders, I think they're kind of taking it pretty well. They're, they're doing what they think is best to sure. kind of calm down and settle people and put their mind at ease. But I feel like mostly it's a little bit more of adults who kind of freak out a little bit, either one, cause they don't fully know the whole story. They just know there is a global pandemic and it's yeah. called coronavirus and it's a disease sure. that can kill or not disease. And it's a pandemic that can kill people and people have died. They just think about the bad things yeah. instead of thinking about the good things. And it kind of scares them into the, where they think they need to scare everybody else to make it more known, I guess. Sure, sure. I like that you mentioned that there's good things. So speaking of that, like, what do you feel, we've talked about what frustrates you. What do you feel has fueled you besides the checklists during this <laughs> pandemic? Checklist, checklist. Um, <laughs> um, I feel like, Something that has fueled me definitely is seeing all those positive things. The people who are taking like, oh, 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 I have a really good example. Okay, so my neighbors a few doors down down the street have taken chalk and covered every single brick of either their mailbox or like their front porch patio. And they've colored each brick a different color. And then they like, there was another neighbor who wrote a bunch of encouraging words on the sidewalk with chalk or they're sticking, they've done some new trend where they're like hunting for teddy bears and you stick a bear in the window. I like seeing how people can kind of come together and just kind of feel for each other and still try to make everybody else smile. I like seeing that. Nice, nice. 
All right. So last time we talked, you brought up an interesting idea that I want to focus this whole episode on and it kind of dealt with a person's mood. So talk to me about your idea and maybe the story of how that idea even came about. Okay. So my idea is like, what is a good mood or what is a bad mood? And I'll give you like the story behind so you can kind of follow my development of my question. So I was sitting at my kitchen table, and like I said, I was at my mom's house, and my little brothers there that are, like I said, crazy, <laughs> were trying to make each other laugh. So they were, like, eating their food funny and, like, being all goofy and trying to make, like, just, you know, being kids. And they get in trouble, and so they start to kind of be upset. One of them is more of a crier, one of them's more of, like, an angry person. So you have someone crying, someone angry, and then my stepdad who got upset over it. And my mom is sitting there and she's like, man, I really wish we could just have one meal where no one gets upset and everybody's in a good mood. And I am like, whoa, like this burst of things, because the stupidest things can set me off. And I just start going into this like whirlwind of thoughts. But this whirlwind of thoughts took me to Oz, I guess. But I got like real caught up in it. And I was like, I wonder what she means by good mood. Like, does she mean something that would make her happy? Does she mean something that would make everybody happy? Like, a good mood is that something that someone feels that other people view as good. And so I actually went to my room that night, fun fact, and I legitimately looked up the definition of good mood. And I think it was something along the lines of a mood that is beneficial and accepted by others. And then I looked up the definition of good and it was like um, something that is, oh, I forgot the word. It was along the same lines, like accepted, wanted, and happily received by others. And then I looked up synonyms for good mood and they were like excited, happy, uh, reliable, like all these weird like things you would think of as good. And then I was thinking, but why would a bad mood be something like being upset when being upset can be a good thing and so that's what kind of made me think is a good mood what helps other people or is it what helps you Hmm. so what do you think like what what would be your conclusion as far as you you know your thoughts on it what is it like what is a good mood um is it something that's beneficial is it something that benefits the, the individual person who has it? Is it something that benefits others? Is it something that benefits society? Because it seems so, it seems vague to me. I guess the word that I've used is it seems good. The word good seems subjective, depending on who's defining it. So is this something that really is subjective and we're never really going to know what good or what a good mood is? Or is it something that we can define and say, this is what it should look like? I almost feel like along with what you were saying right there, you said what it should look like. I feel like a good mood is kind of turned into a stereotypical thing. It's like if someone, it's become like a stereotype, like those girls are mean or those girls are nice or those girls are upsetting. They kind of start thinking, oh, they're in a good mood because they're happy. Or like you can tell that they're in a good mood because they're smiling. So it's kind of become like your mind associating happy, exciting, reliable, like I said, with good and I feel like it has just become something that 
people just automatically think of because that's the way they're raised. But if you really kind of think about it, a good mood isn't always the best mood for someone. So like, okay. what I was thinking, what I mean, because I feel like this is kind of confusing to other people, but if someone is feeling upset or someone is feeling down, I feel like sometimes they can get lost in their emotions by trying to fake a happy face for other people and trying to pretend to be okay so that everybody else can be benefited by their appearance in the world, I guess. And so that's kind of where the good mood can definitely have a downside is whenever people are trying to pretend to have one when they don't. Do you think that happens a lot? Yeah. <laughs> you do. So I do. The, I, that would probably be the pitfall, right? So, yeah. um, and I think we talked before, you mentioned that people shift how they act depending on who they are with. So considering that idea that people shift how they act depending on who they're with, what do you think about that? And do you think that that's beneficial? Um, well, when we did talk about this before, we said that I definitely do think that people shift how they act, or at least a lot of people do. I'm not saying all people do, because some people are really good about kind of controlling and knowing who they are and staying true to themselves. But then like the handful of us kind of try to shift ourselves to fit into different groups. Like, for example, I honestly don't know. Sometimes it can be a good thing and sometimes it can be a bad thing. Like, for example, one good thing would be that I have two kind of groups of friends and they're completely different people. And my mom kind of pointed me, that out to me the other day and I was like, oh, wow, you're right. Like, sometimes I invite these people over and I'm like, they're totally different than these people. And it's like, whenever I kind of notice how I'm acting around the two different people, it's totally different. I mean, it's, it's like half of myself is this way and half of myself is this way. And I like switch a knob to turn for each person. And I feel like that can be a good thing and that can be a bad thing. So the good is like the diversity of like living your life and like being diverse with the people that you talk around so that you can develop yourself to be the best you can be. But the bad part is that people can almost lose themselves in trying to become someone that they're not. So I feel like if you kind of handle it, if you have a control on it and you're not just letting it roam free, then I feel that kind of shifting can be a good thing, but it, it definitely has its downside. Yeah. And I, I think there's, it's a balance, right? So mm -hmm. I'm hearing what you're saying that you have maybe two different types of friends, two different friend groups, yes. and you are different ways with each, but each represent a side or at least a big part of who you are, you know? So in those cases, it sounds like you're not forgetting who you are. They're just helping bring out a side of who you are, right? Yeah, I so, it kind of like it. So like, it, I guess what, you know, what I'm thinking through as you say that is that we are more than just one, you know, focus point, right? So humans, no matter how simple we might be, um, we're still complex and we have various personality traits that are brought out by different groups of people and that should be okay, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I see too often that people tend to start becoming 
-hmm. you know, more simple and less complex. They just zone into one type of who they are. And it almost seems like they're, you know, and they choose a friend group, maybe even in the teenage world, they choose a friend group that is in one particular part of them, not every part of them. Does that make sense? Yes. So following that logic, do you think that, you know, those people might be in danger of, of really losing sight of who they are as people? Um, I think that really goes along with what I was saying about the bad part of it is how people can change completely themselves to fit in with a different group of people. And I feel like with my experience, the people that I've known who have kind of shifted themselves to fit in with the popular people or to fit in with the, like, just someone who they're not, I feel like in my experience, they have lost themselves a little bit. And I've even have some of them I've even had some of them tell me that they feel like they have. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, one, it's really important if you have to kind of acknowledge that. And so I think I, that's really good for them. But then it's also kind of sad that they have lost themselves and they almost don't even know who they are anymore because they've tried so hard to change themselves into someone they're not, that they almost feel like they are that person. So when they try to come back to themselves at the end of the day, they don't know where they are. Yeah. So have you ever gotten to that point where you've kind of zoned into a certain area because you wanted, you know, you wanted to feel a certain way or be locked into a certain, you know, way of doing things and you've kind of lost sight of who you are? Um, yeah, I actually, I'll say it, um, fifth grade, I was trying to be this, I mean, like overly goofy person who was like totally uncontrolled sporadic everywhere and I know I still have a little bit of that in me but to like to the point of like I was trying to make everybody laugh all the time and I really recognize that in myself now and that really makes me upset because I thought since I wasn't like because I felt like I didn't have very many friends and I did but like I at the same time I kind of felt like I didn't it was weird And so it kind of made me upset to the point that I was like, I need to make more friends. So how do I do that? Oh, making people laugh, being outgoing, being like super excited all the time, never being sad, like no emotions except for happy, nothing. (laughs) And that's what I thought. And I was in that mindset that I need to be that way. And then sixth grade comes around and all those friends are in that case, we didn't, I mean, we had periods, but we also had blocks and almost all of my friends were in the other block and it was all new people and i was realizing that this mindset wasn't quite working anymore and i was feeling more sad and upset than ever and i was feeling like completely lost like you said and i didn't even know who i was anymore and i kind of well in my religion i just kind of went to my overseer god and i just like prayed a lot and I was like really upset and I would talk to my mom and it was really upsetting. And then I kind of slowly found myself again because in sixth grade, I tried to focus on three things and that was kindness, compassion, and then forgiveness. Cause I wanted those to be three things that I actually have and I wasn't faking because that's all I was doing in fifth grade. So I tried to not fake it. I was just trying to develop it. I feel like that that's a, there's definitely a difference there. I was trying, I wasn't trying to become someone I wasn't. I was just trying to learn how to do something new. And it definitely helped me find myself trying to like 
focus on different parts of myself and trying to forgive other people for things they've done or anything, absolutely anything. Sure. I was just, I was so desperate to find myself. And I feel like at the end of the year, and especially the start of seventh grade, I feel like I really did find myself again. And I think most people who lose themselves will find themselves. They just have to take enough time to focus on who they really are than who the people are that they're trying to fit in with. Sure. Sure. I think that's good. I think that like focusing in and having a purpose, I mean, it probably goes back to your checklist too. I mean, that helps you focus in and go, Hey, these are the things that I need to be focused on. And that will help me become maybe the best version of myself. Cause obviously that's what our goal should be is to be the best version of ourselves because we can't be anyone else. Mm -hmm. We can just be us. So let's be the best us that we can be. Right. Yes. So you, you talked about like wanting to make people laugh. I think that kind of stuck out to me as the way all of us do things. Like, I think if we zone in and we say, we're just going to be friends with a certain group because, um, they're popular or they are cool or they are funny, or I just, I want to be around them. And we, let's say we forget about this, lots of other parts of us. We're trying to become something different. It's because maybe we're trying to forget things or maybe we're just trying to have fun or feel like we're having fun. Right? So my question, and maybe you can give some clarity on this is how can a person balance between maybe trying to have fun and becoming the best version of themselves? Because we all want to have fun. So how do we, how do we balance having fun and still try to be purposeful and becoming the best version of ourselves? Um, I think that the having fun part can almost blossom after you figure out who you are, like we were saying. Mm -hmm. And I think being the best version of yourself yeah. will happen. Like it all kind of go ha goes hand in hand if you really think about it. Because if you have fun being who you are, then you will kind of learn that that is the best way that you love to live your life. And you yeah. kind of become the best version of yourself. Yeah. And I think there's a difference. I think when people say they're going to have fun, quote unquote, having fun, like going to a party or sneaking out or doing like the bad things to fit in with mm -hmm. the cool kids, sure. they're not really enjoying themselves. They just pretend that they are because that's what everybody else does to have fun. So it must make them fun. I think unless you're being yourself and you're being the best version of yourself, you're not really going to enjoy anything and truly have fun. Yeah. I've seen that. Like I've seen this, how, how society has changed a little bit. People are more anxious. People are more depressed. It seems like than ever before they're wanting people to view them a certain way. And that's probably always been the case, but it seems like it's in front of our face a little bit more because we have social media and because media outlets are everywhere. So it, it leads me to believe, and we've talked about this a little bit that maybe people too often care too much about what other people think. And they're trying to become what they feel other people want them to become. Right. Yes. And that's what makes me think that maybe that mindset has created this, um, lack of happiness epidemic, you know, like yes. we have this lack of happiness epidemic that's rampant in the world. And it makes me think that maybe it's because people are trying to be what other people want them to be instead of who they really are. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say, I want to make sure that I clarify, I'm not trying to say if you are disrespectful and offensive to people that they just need to be okay with that because that's who you are. Like if we are crappy human beings 
<laughs> then we need to be better human beings, right? So it's yeah. it's not it shouldn't give us like this this okay to just like you know insult everyone and say what I'm just being me. Like no, like that's not okay. Like we want to be helpful and encouraging, but we also want to be true to who we are, right? Yeah. So that leads me down this path that that you and I have talked about in class and we talked about in you know last time we talked is just this idea of becoming who other people want us to become instead of becoming true to ourselves. So how do you think that idea of becoming what people want you to become, how do you think that affects men and women and does it affect them in the same way? Um, I think just like many things, there are definitely similarities and there are 100% differences. And I feel kind of in the differences, specifically women try to make themselves look the social idea of pretty or like they don't want to be too bulky so they don't work out too much because then they'll be too big and they'll look manly and they don't think that's yeah. cool they don't think that's what's pretty and they try sure. they try to do all these things to fit in but then they also go home and they try to make meals because that's what a woman does the woman is supposed to make meals and the woman is supposed to clean because that's how it has always been and they're kind of nervous to do anything else because they want to fit what has always been because they think that if it has been then it must be a good way of living so they continue to live that way and i'm not saying all people are because i know that there are feminist feminists like you know <laughs> me and, and me right and me yeah. yes the only male feminist around here mr <laughs> um but then like i said the differences also affect men and i think that men always think that they need to be strong, both mentally and physically. They need to be able to defend their family because they're the protector and they need to be the way maker for their family to show their family yeah. where to go. And they're always kind of more like, I don't want to say the owner, but like they're kind of like the head of the family almost. The head of the house is actually, that's sure. what a lot of people refer to, like the man right. of the house. Right. And I think that that's definitely something. That can definitely, I said definitely 15 times now. That is okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Look, no, I think, and again, like I, I know we're, this podcast, is, this episode's not about religion in, in any way, but like I think even religious institutions propagate that idea as well that yes. men are supposed to be leaders and women are supposed to be submissive. And that's, that seems a little like you're taking someone and you're trying to fit them into a box instead of trying to help everyone become not only encouragers of everyone else and someone who leads together instead of, oh, because I'm a male, I have to be in charge of everything, but also like they're not helping people necessarily become the best version of themselves. They're just saying, as long as you can, no offense to checklist, check these boxes, then you're good, right? So like, how do we stop this? Like, how do we stop this negative cycle of society and people individually trying to become what other people want them to become? How do we stop this? That was a really deep question. Um, I think that, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's, that's a really good question, and I think if everybody knew the answer, then everybody would try to do it, because if it fixes everything, then everybody wants to yeah. do it, right? Just yeah. like the new pair of shoes, everybody wears them, so everybody sure. needs them. Yeah. And I feel like if it's a new change, or if it's like 
something that's going to fix everything, I think everybody would do it. And I feel like that's one reason that we definitely don't have it. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. trying to think of like what I would do if that was me or like if I could totally decide. Um, <laughs> I mean, as you think about that, first of all, I think you're being really, really optimistic. Either that or I'm really, really pessimistic because I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm not convinced yet that if there was an absolute answer that could fix all of this, that people would do it. Because I'm trying not to overcomplicate this. In, in my opinion, the way we stop the negative cycle is for someone just to say, I'm not going to become what you want me to become. I'm going to become the best version of myself. But like we, if it's me and I feel like I have to become something for someone else, so I choose to do that, as much as I want to blame someone else for wanting me to be that way, it's really on me, right? Like I'm not the victim. I'm the person making the choice to do it. So, and yeah, it's tough. Like, I'm not trying to say it's easy. It's tough to say, you know, forget them. I'm do, I have to do this for me. Like, I'm not going to disrespect them. I'm going to treat them well. I'm going to be honorable. I'm going to do your three things. I'm going to show kindness. I'm going to show compassion. I'm going to be, I'm going to be forgiving. <laughs> however, however, like I have to be the person I was created to be. Right. And I can't expect anyone else to know that I need to know that. And I'm going to be on this journey to become that person. So even though that's difficult, it really is something we could all step up and do, right? Like yes. we could just decide today, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be guided by people. Like people can give me like mentorship and help me grow, but ultimately I have to be the best version of myself. I'm not going to do something, say something, act away or go to a place or whatever that just because I want someone to like me, it shouldn't be that way. So again, that's, that's my rant, but what do you think? Like, how, okay. how do you think we stop it? Oh, I totally agree with that. I think that people need to kind of realize that it's not all about impressing other people. I think that they just need to realize that it's all about being who they are and being happy with who they are. And that's awesome. As we wrap this up, I have one final question. This is a question that I've tried to think through, make it, somewhat general because i'm going to ask every guest on the podcast this question it's the final one right what are you finding interesting right now um well like i said with my checklist <laughs> i've been doing like a lot of gladiators and i've been walking and writing and running a lot um and then i've also been really interested in seeing how people have kind of realized what they've been taking for granted like seeing other people like you never really thought you'd be so excited to see other people. Cause like I said earlier, I'm both an extrovert and an introvert, but I've, and I've never really kind of thought about how much I need both to physically, mentally be alive. Sure, sure. <laughs> and so ever since like this has happened, I've been really interested in seeing how people have kind of noticed how they've been taking things for granted and seeing how, little things like going to the grocery store or getting in a car has <laughs> made them so excited. For sure, for sure. I saw this thing and I was like, that is so relatable. And it says that Corona has turned us all into dogs. We love to go on walks. We love to go <laughs> in car rides. And there's nothing more exciting than chasing someone because we actually get to move. And I went, that is 100% true. 
<laughs> that's awesome. But that's I, awesome. It really has just kind of made me realize how people understand what they've been taking for granted, and it kind of makes me excited to see how it turns back into when we go back to our normal life. Absolutely. I hope I hope that that normal um, shifts, right? Because our normal before was different. So I'm hoping that this is definitely helping us become the best version of ourselves. So Kimmy, thanks for your time, your thoughts. Um, I hope like some of that stuff in there, especially when we're dealing with some gender equality type stuff and gender issues and gender roles. I would love to dive into that a little bit deeper in another episode if you'd be willing to come back on. Totally. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Student Driven Podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening. You can always leave us a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash hey Mr. Ferrero to let us know what you think or if you have a question. And please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, if we work together, not only will we become the best version of ourselves, but together, we will move society forward.